Van is uh, obviously a great coach. You gotta do it with supreme focus, right? With razor sharp focus. Breathe what he's breathing. But he's a better, a better person. Biggest thing you gave me was time. You didn't really know me. We were from the same neighborhood and area, but I was with a group of guys that wanted to go to college, wanted to play ball. And you actually gave us that reality that, hey, this could actually happen because we saw somebody that was like us and that we wanted to become. Recruiting is about relationships. It's built on trust. It's built on doing the right things. And it's built on your head coaches and your athletic director, their vision. And I think we have two great leaders, both of those positions. So it makes it easy for me to go out and, and do what I do. Feels different <laughs> to do this podcast with your with your AD with your own AD. It just feels different, um, but it in a very special way it feels different. Uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to to have conference commissioners, head coaches, even even a former head coach who is actually going to have an opportunity to coordinate defense this weekend in the Super Bowl. Has, has graced our our presence on this show uh, but at this moment i'm i'm extremely excited to have kansas state ad my ad like to said my quarterback but my ad gene taylor on the show and uh I, i'm i'm really excited to hear from him uh and so with that i'll just jump right in with the first question gene you were at NDSU before Kansas State, and 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 we were together, and that was a great time. But before before that, you had a 15-year stint at Navy, where you really made your move from an administrative assistant, assistant ticket manager, ticket manager, assistant to the athletic director, uh, associate athletic athletic director. Talk about that. How, how did you how did you make your way up the ladder? Uh, in that in that organization. Well, Van, thanks for, uh, for having me on. First of all, appreciate it very much. Uh, I have seen a couple of your guests, and I'm pretty honored to be on there because uh, you've had some good ones. So uh, thank you. Um, you know, it was it was a pretty special time for me. I mean, it was the Naval Academy was my first job after I finished my master's. Uh, I'd spent some time in the restaurant business after I graduated from Arizona State, and you know, so I walked in there as a basically an intern and through just a lot of really fortunate things i didn't have to move to move up in this business a lot of times in order to get that next step you've got to move to a different you know institution <clears throat> when the naval academy believe it or not was um when i got there it was 1986 it was a little behind the times and um it they'd always been their their leadership had always been retired military and then about two years into the deal, uh, we got a new athletic director named Jack Langle. And Jack had been in Missouri and Fresno State. And for whatever reason, I was very fortunate. He took me under, my, under his wing. And there were some changes made. I would had experience in the ticket office at SMU. So he made some changes, elevated me to assistant ticket manager. And then we weren't a big department. And so I realized when I became ticket manager that I was only 
I was also operating the ticketing side, but I was also setting up events and managing the events. And so um, I had some opportunities to look at other jobs and went to Jack and said, Jack, you know, help me out here. I can create a position called assistant AD for ticket and operations. And he, you know, I put a job description together and he said, yep, let's go. Uh, you can have that. So I was just really fortunate to, from a timing perspective. And then it grew in, he saw some, you know, potential in me and continued to take me under his wing and give me more experience and, and more responsibility. And then eventually became associate AD and senior associate AD. And then ultimately, you know, he realized that it was probably time for me to kind of get out from underneath his wing and, and go do my own thing and let's go to state. But it was really a, a, just very fortunate to have a guy like Jack uh, in my corner. So, so I, this, this is a question that, that I, I like to ask ADs um, because it gives, gives everyone, gives me a great insight on, on them. So coaches, everyday coaches, they, they, they deal with their players and, and we get gratification as coaches when we see that player, all of a sudden, the light bulb, it goes off. Sometimes it happens on the field, sometimes it happens off the field, but the light bulb goes off for a player. So, so I ask you as an administrator, as an AD, what is your thrill? What is your game day? What is that thing for you in your role uh, that provides you that thrill? Yeah, it's kind of a, a couple of things. Obviously, you know, I come to work every day, and, and I'm very fortunate. We're very fortunate, Van, you and I, to, to be around young people and, and people that are focused and have a lot of drive. And, you know, and, and so I, it's kind of twofold. Mine is I get to see student athletes come in as young, scared freshmen and ultimately grow into mature adults and – struggle through you know wins and losses or not struggle through wins but struggle through losses and then see the enjoyment of wins and you know see them become that just like you as a coach see them that light bulb go on all of a sudden you see a kid who's just struggling all of a sudden next you know they're starting and they're becoming all conference and then you know whatever if they get to the next level and so I really get a joy out of watching our young people grow throughout the process from that young freshman into the mature senior that eventually graduates and either goes on in a career. And I've been very fortunate that we've been able to stay in touch with a lot of former athletes. And then that relationship beyond is really something I enjoy probably as much as anything. And then same way for staff, you know, to see young staff, that, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of on the back nine of my career to see young people come in and, and like me, they were hungry and that will just, you know, do whatever they can to move ahead. And how can I do, what, what can I do more? And, and to see that enthusiasm, and I can look at that that one not, that person right there, I can really want to help. And and then probably the biggest honor or really kind of thrill is when I see those individuals who work for me continue to move up and ultimately become an AD or senior associate AD or, or running a department or whatever the case may be. And they were maybe one time interns for me. That that's you can't get any better. It's almost like a parent watching their kids grow up in a lot of ways. Right. So you talked about the back nine. So you just left the clubhouse and you're you're rolling to the back nine. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not on hole 18 yet. I still got a lot of holes left. <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it. So I, I really don't even the, the word 20, I don't even like to use it anymore. But but 2020, oh 2020, it was uh, across our country was a was a rough year. Uh, here at Kansas State, we we had our we had our adversity. 
in, in 2020. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about social injustice issues. How did 2020 make you a better leader moving forward? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think probably the biggest thing for me was, you know, be, staying calm um, under really some adverse conditions. And, and I felt if I stayed calm, then maybe our staff wouldn't be in the panic mode as maybe if I were running around with my hair on fire, you know, that doesn't bode well. And probably the other thing is just patience. And, <clears throat> you know, I've learned patience over the years and that's probably what I wasn't real great at when I first started in this business. Um, but I really had to take a step back and learn to take a deep breath and say, okay, we can get through this. Um, you know, the social injustice stuff, I, I, it, it hit harder than <clears throat> probably anything I've ever been a part of because it became more personal, um, not to me, but to people I knew and the people that I had a lot of respect for that, you know, I'd been through diversity training and we'd always, diversity has always been a, a priority for me wherever I was in North Dakota State, you know, Van, we weren't the most diverse community in the world. And yet our athletic population was probably the most diverse population on campus. And we didn't have a lot of diversity in our staff and we got better, you know, as we went along there. But what I saw this time was just the raw hurt and emotion and fear of people, not just our young people, but our adults that, you know, for the first time, it really hit home to me. I'm like, wow, this is, we got to do a lot more than what we've been doing. And, and to hear some of the stories of individuals that I have a great deal of care for really sent me back a little bit. Not that I didn't think that existed and that they, that they personally had those issues, <clears throat> but to hear them with such raw emotion and uh, we got a lot of work to do. And, but it, it made me learn that you get open ears. There are a lot more dude and, and get better at, at, at a lot of things. And, and, but I think the patience and just the trying to stay calm and something that we'd never faced before was probably the biggest thing. Well, you know, you don't realize it, but well, you may realize it as the leader, everyone's watching, everyone's watching you. And so as I watched you in those moments, this is what I would say. You don't realize, um, because you, you didn't mention it. Uh, but one thing that that you did as a leader is that you were you were present and and in the moment of of unsteadiness, you did a great job of communicating. And at the moment of of, you know, from COVID to to the issues we had, mm -hmm. you did a great job of being out front, which I think is something that, again, everyone's watching. Because <laughs> no one wants to stand up and be out front during those stressful moments, right. but 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 you were, and and so that's something I can appreciate. I'll also tell another story about your commitment to diversity. I remember when I was, and I've told this story before, and you've heard it before. When I was walking out of the door in North Dakota State, going to take another job, you called me in, and and we talked about the the commitment that you wanted to make to um, being a more diverse athletic staff. And I walked out of the door, but I looked back later, I looked back and, and I saw that that you had done what you and I talked about. And and I was I was really impressed and and 
again, took that as a great point of your leadership. And so again, as we're here at Kansas State, I continue to see that, of course, like you said, we have a lot of work to do. Um, people don't realize, but I always say it, I believe it, that diversity, in diversity, there's strength. And I'm not talking about race, right? right. Yeah. In yeah. diversity, when, when you view things with a broad spectrum, there's strength in that, right? There's strength when you have a diverse set of views uh, in, in any in any project that you're about to embark upon. Well, thank you. That's uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So when you 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 we've had a lot of uh, guests on and they've talked about uh, some some great leaders that they've had uh, over the course of their careers. And so I'll pose that same question to you along along your path. Who are and if you have more than one, but who has been the best leader that you've been around and what things did they, did they put into your hat that you carried with you throughout your career? Yeah, I mean, I, it, for me, it starts with my parents, my dad and my mom. My dad was a coach and a, and a high school counselor and teacher. My mom was a nurse. And, you know, I remember just, I was around my dad's practices a ton from as long as I can remember. I used to go on the, he was a high school coach and I used to go on the bus trips with him. And I remember how he treated his players and, and his, those that everybody, whether it was a janitor in the building or the principal, the superintendent, he treated them all with a ton of respect and a lot of care. And, and I just learned, I mean, I just hear around it all the time. You just think that's the way it should be. I mean, he was a coach. He got on kids. Don't get me wrong. He coached them hard. But and then my mother being a nurse, obviously her care for people and, and how she treated people. You know, as I got into the work world and, and you know, I mentioned Jack Langle, I learned a lot from Jack at Navy um, in a lot of ways. Um, but I was also very fortunate to be around some incredible leaders at a high level that not so much that I worked for directly, but I was able to watch them from a distance. Um, you know, the superintendents and the, and the commandants that ran the academy were three-star uh, generals, four-star generals or colonels. And, and some of the things they dealt with um, while I was there and, and their ability to, like you said, be present and be out front in those really, <clears throat> excuse me, in those really difficult times. And there were some difficult times in my 15 years there, whether it was with the midshipmen or whatever, but their ability to guide through that, watching it from a distance was, was incredible to kind of sit back and go, okay, if I'm ever in that situation. So Admiral Marriott was the one who comes to mind when I was first there, he was the first superintendent. And I got to know him actually pretty well, um, not only while he was there, I was just, like I said, I was administrative assistant, but he was just really friendly to everybody. And I was able to get to know him on trips and um, his ability to manage people and, and manage situations was, was something I'm like, boy, if I could ever be half as good as he is in, these, in the situations that he faced. And, and then in the years after he retired, I got to know him pretty well. And, and, and just picked his brain on things. And he's a guy that really, to me, and then, you know, as I got through the business, you know, you have a lot of people that you run into, whether it's coaches. And, you know, I thought I knew a lot leaving North Dakota State um, and felt pretty good about me as a, as a you know, the director of athletics and ability to lead. And when I got to uh, Iowa and worked under Gary Barta, I really learned a different approach uh, that, that I probably didn't have. And, 
again, a lot of it had to do with his calmness and his strength and, um, and, and how he dealt with situations, the way he really thought through and kind of worked through situations. I, I learned a lot from Gary as well. So I would say those, those off the top of my head are people that had a big influence on, on me. Oh, good, good, good insight. So, over the course of your career, you've had to, you've had to add people. You've had to get people on your bus. What are, when when you're hiring a new coach or a new staff member, how do you identify who will who will be a part of your staff, either coach or or, or your staff? Sure. You know, just it kind of a lot, a lot depends on the situation, obviously. Um, you know, culture and fit, we talk about that a lot. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, that's an incredible piece of what we do. And you as a, as a coach know that when you're recruiting a, an athlete, are they going to fit? Not so much. I mean, you can teach them as a coach to play a certain defense, but how are they going to fit within the culture of your team? Are they going to add to it? Are they going to subtract it? Are they going to make it stronger? Um, and I think that's a big part of things that I look for uh, when I'm, whether it was at North Dakota State, and everybody's got a different culture and a different feel. Although I will tell you that North Dakota State and Kansas State are very similar in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that I was so attracted to this job. Um, you know, obviously you look at the, you know, the, the, the hard things, the resume and the experience and all that stuff. But at some point it comes down to um, do they have the energy and drive and willingness to do what it takes, whether it's a, a new position maybe, or maybe it's a coach that's got to turn a program around, or maybe it's a, a coach that's got to sustain a program that's always been successful. Do they have that ability to really understand that? You know, how are they going to be within our department? Um, you know, if it's an individual that, you know, I see that it's going to take a lot of work for a particular position to really get it going. Do they, do they come across in a, in an interview that I feel that they can really be that person to, it's going to be hard, you know, and, and you can ask the right questions and you can kind of get a sense of people. Um, but I, I really, it, it, a lot of times just comes down to a feel when you're having that one-on-one conversation with an individual, uh, you have, you know, your top two or three candidates and, you know, you just, after you go through it and you're talking to them and you're answering questions, eventually one of them just kind of, okay, this is the person. Uh, right. And, and you may not have an exact, you may have a lot of reasons, but it just at some point comes down to, okay, I really feel good about this person. And that's, but you know, a lot of things are, you know, you talked about is leadership, their ability to talk to people, their ability to, you know, to fit and be a part of a culture and, and, and either bring strength to that culture or, or maybe even make it, take it to the next level. And that, now we've had, we've had athletic directors come on and talk about how a, because you talk about culture, you talk about leadership, and they've talked about how they're, they have a certain coach and the culture that he is building in his program is such a strong, positive culture that it, that it overtakes the athletic department. And, and, it, and it even filters into what's going on at the university as a whole. And so I, I think that's important, you know, it can't be understated at all how important culture and leadership and the personality of that that coach uh, is a part of it all. Very much so. so when you talk about your your staff, right, 
and talk about you and your style of leadership. How would your staff describe you as a leader? <laughs> you don't have to be truthful. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I hope, uh, you know, the things that come to their mind are fair, um, you know, consistent, um, approachable. You know, someone that, that doesn't, you know, I, I would feel awful that there's not, I would hope that there's not a person in this department and I get, you know, like you said, you call it the principal's office, but I hope there's not a person in this department that doesn't feel comfortable coming in and saying, hey, Gene, how's it going? Um, you know, fair, consistent, approachable, um, somebody that is patient, that's willing to listen. You know, I, I hope that, I don't know, you know, I studied management in college and there was certain, you know, style, you know, autocratic and democratic and authoritarian. And, you know, I, I guess I'm a blend of all of those kind of depending on the situation. And I never really thought I was a dictator type, but I mean, there's times that you have to kind of take take charge, you know, and, and, and have to make decisions and not surround yourself with, the, you know, you have to be the one saying, oh, this is what we're doing. And then there's times you need a lot of feedback and, and you need people to, and maybe you know the answer, you know what you want to do, but you go, you know what, I really need some more input on this. And that's the other thing. I hope people feel that when we make major decisions that they feel that they have had a voice to say yes ultimately they know maybe I have the ultimate decision, but if they walk out of there feeling, yeah, you know, we had input, we were able to, you know, say our piece to Gene and he took it. And, you know, to me, I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes you can't be on an Island. In my opinion, to be a good leader, you really need to surround yourself with good people. You need to trust them and, and you need to hey, let them do their job, uh, you know, to set the expectation and the standard, but you gotta let them do their job and, and not be a micromanager. But at the same time, there may be a time where there's a situation where you, you gather your leaders together and say, nope, thank you very much, but we're going to do this way. And you know, right. I hope it works. You know, I think about the, uh, the Division One thing that we made, you know, we moved from D Division Two to Division One. That was an unbelievable effort by a lot of people that, you know, I was the ultimate one that stood up there with the president that said, hey, we're going. But there were so many people that had input that, you know, I, if I would have come into my own and say, hey, we're going to the division, it would probably never would have worked. Right. But the fact that a lot of people were part of that process helped support it, even through what, as you know, was a very challenging uh, effort to, to go from D2 to D1. Yes, which, you know, I think as, as, I, as I operate in my role as assistant head coach and, uh, and, and I'm able to see many of the things that Coach Kleiman as a head coach that he operates with. You know, as an assistant coach, you worry about your position group and you don't have to worry about anyone else. Well, well, as he operates as a head coach and you as an athletic director, I see the importance of making sure that all there's there's groups all over the department that you have to deal with. For him, there's position groups throughout our program that is much more, they are much more important than the cornerback group, you know, or the linebacker group or the running back group, because each of those respective coaches, that's the only thing in their worlds. Uh, and so I do, I do now really appreciate that. You know, Van, one of the things that I was thinking about when you asked me that question earlier, somebody gave me an idea I don't, years ago and they said, Gene, as you, you kind of go through the career 
every time something happens, you write down what you liked about it or what you didn't like about it. Whether it's somebody that you work with, your boss, maybe another person, and you just make a list, you know, one or two things. This, this event happened, he did this or she did this, and I liked that or, you know, I really didn't like that. And, and I, so when I got to North Dakota State, I literally had this long list of things that I liked about how Jack operated and things I, I didn't like. And I said, well, if I'm going to be an AD, boy, these are some things I really want to try to emulate. And these are some things I'm probably not going to do. So right. uh, I think that's a, as you are around a lot of people and you watch people, I think that's a, a nice, it worked for me. Nice little trick. Say, you know, I remember that and just quickly write it down and refer back to it at some point. Right. Well, Again, I knew this would be this would be a different deal, um, <laughs> especially since I can hear you talking. You know, we're right we're, we're right down the hall from each other. It feels mm -hmm. like, uh, but I appreciate your time, Gene, and I, I definitely have appreciated over the years uh, working with you, and uh, I look forward to many more years. Uh, since you're at the back nine, right? We we got a lot more time together. Yeah, a lot more time. So I, well, I thanks, man. It's uh, I appreciate having me on. I feel honored. Like I said, your guests have been pretty impressive and been uh, fortunate to work with you and look forward to a lot of it. And you've got a very, very bright future ahead of you. And I'm happy to, I hope it happens here for a long time, but uh, you, you just like, you know, wish you the best because I think your impact on young people is, is a lot more than on the football field. And I can see that in a lot of ways.